This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Eskomzugusile Unit 3, the first of three units impacted by the collapse of stacks at the power station a year ago, was returned to service on Saturday. Um, in a statement, the power utility says that uh, this is two months ahead of schedule and will improve gen- it will improve generation by 800 megawatts once loaded to full capacity. The, the switch on was completed after Eskom got the nod uh, on its atmospheric emissions license from Barbara Creasy, the Minister of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment. Let's speak uh, now um, to energy analyst uh, Hugo Creer, who joins us on the line. Good morning to you and thank you so much for your time. Good morning and thank you for having me. All right. Uh, firstly, let's just understand what exactly what was the issue here with uh, this Unit 3 at uh, Gusile. I mean, when they say stacks, the collapse of stacks, mm-hmm. what, what are we talking about? What is stacks? So, um, in the the coal process, I don't know if you may be too young to remember, and so am I, but in the <laughs> 1970s or so, there was a, a, um, a big issue around acid rain uh, across the world about uh-huh. sulfur particularly. Mm-hmm. And the solution that engineers came up with, they installed scrubbers and then they installed more sophisticated technologies. And that came into effect in the 1990s throughout the world to desulfurize um, the coal burning process. So you have soxes and noxes, is usually what the engineers refer it to. Mm-hmm. And um, now the... The coal stations can operate without them because before the 1990s they did. Um, the question that the environmental affairs minister was challenged with is: Do we want electricity or do we? But we trade that off for a little bit of dirtier air, mm. and we've made a trade-off to say, well, we will accept the air standards that we had before the 1990s. Um, it will cause a bit of allergies. They are. So, I'm not a health expert, but it mm. will have some health effects. So we need to be cognizant of that. But it's not um, fatal in low dosages. Um, so that's more or less what is going on over there. And my understanding is, is says within the, I can't remember the timeline, probably next mm. year, they will fix that process as well. So you'll have clean air as well. Okay, so because I was about to say, surely that's not a sustainable solution. I mean, uh, this uh, exemption that's been given can't be indefinite. No, it cannot be. But I, I want to just add something else here. There's a mm. lot of NGOs in South Africa that um, do not want ESCOM to burn power at all mm. because of these reasons. To and burn they, coal, they're claiming you mean? That yeah. this is yeah, coal in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And and they claiming particularly coal is bad for the environment, and and you know you've all heard all the bad things about coal. Mm. Now South Africa has to juggle priorities, unfortunately. Mm. Um, it's not an easy decision. I think it's actually an easier decision, but we've had much more risky decisions to make in life because all decisions you make is ultimately lives against lives, right? If we don't have electricity and there's no electricity for a hospital, for example, people will die as well. So you have to juggle this against a little bit of, of air. But you're right. It's not a sustainable solution for the mm. long term. But for the midterm, I, I would completely accept the, the reasoning of the department. Right. Now, with this um, unit three that's uh, now been brought up, uh, um, that's been brought back online here, where does this put Gusil? I mean, this has been a problem uh, a power plant along with uh, Midupi, which ironically, these are the two of our newest uh, um, power mm. plants. Yeah, it's actually um, interesting you mentioned that. If you look at performance in ESCOM, the older plants seem to do best. Mm. And it's the younger plants that have the issue. Uh, Madupi uh, can be used as a benchmark. Madupi is doing quite well after they fix the issues. 
So there was nothing wrong with the designs of the of the power station. This was the um, idiot operator last year that broke the the smokestack, is my understanding, mm. and that, that had to be fixed now. So it, it's a question of fixing what is broken. Um, the questions remain as to how shady the engineering was, because we heard all these stories about cost explodes and things of that sort. Mm. So it remains to be seen. The capacity of this one unit is 800, um, I think it's 800 megawatts, and they want to ramp it up first to 600, if I remember, then 720. So they're doing it systematically to see mm. um, how far we can push it. Mm. Um, because the engineers have been skeptical and saying, can you really run this at full capacity? And the real answer to that is nobody knows. And uh, just to just give us a bit of perspective in terms of 800 megawatts, how significant is this uh, and how much of a difference will it make mm. this additional capacity? So South Africa has about 50 gigawatt. That's 50,000 uh, 50, megawatt. Okay? Mm. One gigawatt is 1,000 megawatt of capacity in the mm. entire country. Um, about five of that is usually on routine maintenance, uh, which is the case at the moment. Sorry, 10% of that, so five gigawatt, is on routine maintenance, which is the case at ESCOM. And then ESCOM has had another issue, which is they had 16 uh, gigawatt on what I called unplanned capacity mm. loss factor. Mm. That is units that just keep on tripping and breaking, or they just permanently down. We actually don't know the status, and Kusudi was part of this. So 800 gig- uh, megawatt is going to almost get one stage of load shedding, one gigawatt stage of load shedding, mm. so 0.8. Okay, so it can theoretically help um, if the other units come online, if Kuberg plus Kusili comes online and there's nothing wrong with the engineering and the maintenance, South Africa is bordering on the edge of load shedding. We can get out of it. So that's optimistic news. Okay. Um, but the the point I've been making, the ESCOM CEO, um, I said on another interview this morning, has said they're targeting a unplus, uh, unplanned loss, capacity loss factor of 14.5 gigawatt. Mm. That needs to be zero. And we need to really press ESCOM and asking, why aren't you fixing the rest of the coal fleet? Mm. Let's fix everything first before we have all these ambitions, ideas of solar and wind and gas and nuclear. And I'm in favor of nuclear for what it's worth. Mm. Um, but any solution other than coal at this stage is going to take at least three years for South Africa. So my view has been this for a long time. South Africa is the part of the problem of load shedding. It's not the only mm. problem. It's the fact that we're moving away from coal too fast. My view is we need to stick with coal for another two decades at least. And if you look at all other developing countries, this is what they're doing. Okay, mm. so upgrade the coal fleet as we bring the others online. It's not the either or solution. Got you there. Well, good to um, get another perspective on this. I can tell, I can tell you now, Yuho, because that you are a rare voice uh, when you're calling for the extension of these coal uh, uh, power stations. Thank you so much, so for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's Yuho Krier. He's an energy analyst on the line to us. A very interesting take on things there. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.